Yeah, that's uh, one of the all-time classics, and uh, that's uh, Jabu Kanyile and uh, Tabo. And we are going to be focusing on the plight of our young men uh, coming up next. Lifetime Live with Chris Selda. It is a good afternoon and thank you so much uh, for not touching that dial. Uh, we invite you to join in the conversation at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook. You can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. Uh, welcome your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 and uh, SMS is at 40938, charged at 150. And right now we're talking about what will it take to circumcise another 2 million men in South Africa. Now, soon after the World Health Organization recommended um, that voluntary medical male circumcision uh, should be offered as part of comprehensive HIV prevention strategy, uh, South Africa's circumcision program kicked off in 2010. And uh, to tell us how far we are in meeting the targets that were set then, uh, we are joined on the line um, by Dr. Moyo. Good afternoon and welcome, Dr. Moyo. Uh, but good afternoon, Chris um, Thank you for inviting me, and good afternoon to your listeners. What was the original target? So, um, as you have uh, put it in your introduction, um, WHO has recommended medical male circumcision as part of a comprehensive um, prevention uh, strategy, especially for a country like South Africa. Mm-hmm. And in order to achieve that um Countries um, should be aiming for 80% coverage uh, in the age group 15 to 49 in the case of South Africa. And that 80% is represented by 4.3 million mm-hmm. um, men of that age group. Now, in. in so far, the, yeah, so far? Yeah, so, so far we have done um, uh, just above 2.3 million. And in that um, number, Right K has. Uh, my organization has contributed more than a million. And that actually represents, if you take mathematical modeling in terms of HIV prevention of new infections, um, to uh, about 600 uh, new infections are vetted. If you, if you uh, obviously, um, medical mass circumcision is not 100%, um, you know, in terms of the risk reduction, but up to 60% um, effective. But at the, at the same time, if you were to put it in, in, in the numbers terms, we're looking at more than 600,000 new infections are affected. And, and when you reflect on the um, statistics that were recently released and um, the numbers of uh, new infections that were released, uh, we still have a concern, a growing concern that uh, new infections still okay. Uh, so is this message, uh, you know, when we talk about comprehensive, going hand in hand uh, with the education of actually personalizing the risk of infection and not uh, having people believing that if they are circumcised, they will not be infected yeah thank you that's actually very important and, and you know the medical male circumcision program is not only just to give the cut it's also to educate men that first of all it's not 100 percent um prevention you're talking about up to 60 percent we make it clear and and um it's only a part of the prevention strategy it's not the prevention strategy so uh a man who has gone through our program has had that opportunity to learn that um, you know it's not a magic bullet. Once you're circumcised, doesn't mean that you you are immune. So I think we should appreciate also that 
you know, these new infections are not necessarily, um, you, you, there's got, you've got so many um, reasons why you get there. But actually, uh, in terms of, I, I would imagine if there was no smell circumcision program, it could be worse. But we, we, we really um, are, are working together to say we use all modalities to prevent against uh, new infections. And and there's also a concern, um, uh, Dr. Moyo, that we, we're pushing and driving numbers. Um, this, this is, okay. I mean, when we are led by World Health Organization, obviously we use best practices that have worked elsewhere in the world. Um, but, you know, when we're driven by numbers, how do we uh, prevent the program from taking away from people's uh, cultural and religious practices that it, it becomes a, a partnership as opposed to uh, we need to have two million by X time? Uh, yeah, uh, you have touched on a, on a very important uh, issue there of saying, you know, you, like I said yeah, earlier on, it's not all about just having the cut and having uh, circumcised so many million men. It's actually doing it right. And doing it right means, uh, first of all, you are actually addressing all the other factors um, that lead to the infections. But you're also addressing the social issues around the the cut itself to doing circumcision because of the religious and and um, social uh, traditional cultural aspects of it. Mm. And so when you're talking about partnerships, we we acknowledge that South Africa different has got different cultures and different cultural practices, um, and we have some cultures who do circumcision as part of um, a rite of passage and um, in so doing incorporate uh, traditional initiation and so we are integrating the procedure in that process as well and making sure that whilst they are benefiting from the kind of cultural aspects of initiation they should be able to benefit as well from the medical aspects of the procedure itself and that also involves screening for HIV and also HIV prevention counseling and performing uh, medical male circumcision. So we, it's 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 a whole comprehensive process. And, and when you introduce it, uh, this whole topic, medical male circumcision becomes part of a comprehensive um, package that we we provide in the program. All right, uh, we're not going to have the conversation on our own. This is a societal challenge. And uh, joining me on the line is Dr. Uh, Kumbulani Moyo, who is a medical care circumcision uh, project director at Right to Care. And we were talking, we talking about uh, uh, the two million men that are still. Um, should I call them missing in action as uh, we uh, try and reach the targets that we set uh, for South Africa in ensuring that uh, a set number um, targeting 4.3 million or 80% of all men and adolescent boys are being circumcised and uh, invite you to join in the conversation right now uh, what's our voice note on 0614-104-107 and we take your calls <laughs> Call Chris Salda now, 891 104
Now, Doctor, let's talk about has this approach assisted in in uh, reducing the number of deaths as well? I, I mean, it, it it's become uh, a a tragic reality that every winter season, uh, linking it to the cultural practice, we will uh, you know be counting number of deaths uh, of of young people due to abortion initiation schools. Uh, I think we have made uh, a lot of progress. Uh, I will give you an example. In um, Bumalanga province, I think it was 2013, we had a situation where there were 33 deaths in the initiation schools around there, and there was a lot of um, you know, media coverage on that. And I remember I was on one of um, the radio stations talking about exactly this. Um, this year, or in the last two years, we've not actually been talking a lot about that because it's gone down and we, it's no longer an issue because I2K has partnered with Ndebele King as well as the chiefs there to integrate the medical procedure as part of the initiation. And there was a lot of work um, prior to this in the last five years to make it a reality. And it's, it's actually a model of success. And I think in Limpopo, the same has happened. We are working now in Eastern Cape, and Y2K has actually started working in Eastern Cape. This is our first year, and we have managed to work with uh, traditional leaders in the Ponderland area, uh, mainly to talk about and discuss how we can work um, with traditional leaders. And the way we work is recognizing um, the sensitivities around that and and observing culture and understanding that we don't want to dilute the culture. We want to to do it in a way that's acceptable. Mm. Using local people, um, local doctors, I'm sure every community around South Africa has got a doctor. And so doctors who belong to that community, who accept it, who understand the culture, who going through it, are those are the doctors that we work with and support with the resources to enable this to happen. All right, let's take your calls right now, 0891-104-207. Joannis is joining us from Lepalale. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, how are you? Good, thanks, and you, Joannis. Oh, thank you very much. I just want to ask you a question there by the doctor there. Oh, I want to call one second there. I think it's three years back. Mm. But uh, again, I did find out the rate that I want to speak with the woman is situated. What, what causes that? Uh, did doctor did you get the question or shall i ask uh, jo- johannes to rephrase i, I got okay, the background, I, but i did not get the the question, the question yes uh, johannes we get it you circumcised three years ago what what is the problem yeah i the feeling that i want to sleep with a woman what causes oh that? you've lost your libido yes okay yes yes, yes, yes. all right thank you very much uh, for the question sir jo- thank you dr moyo Okay, I you, you know there is actually no link between loss of libido and your circumcision status. Um, I think uh, libido itself has got a lot of factors that um, go with it, and it's uh, it's um, hardly anything to do with the physical status of that person, and it's mainly a lot to do with a lot of other factors. Could be psychological. It it could be physical, but it's it's mm. not to do with uh, whether they're circumcised or not. In cases, doctor, where uh, I mean the the the, the skin 
uh, cutting uh, yeah. a person who's not as qualified because it does happen cuts more than yeah. required uh, would that not lead to perhaps loss of election I mean I haven't actually had the opportunity maybe to ask the caller about if there was any deformity or any anything that he realized um, after that um, but if, if, if the circumcision is done by medical, uh, in a medical way, and in studies that have been uh, done, um, in numerous studies, they have shown that before and after circumcision, there should be no difference in either sexual libido or in terms of how you experience um, this uh, sex. Obviously, issues of, sex, <laughs> of, of sexuality are mm-hmm. always complicated because they they're very subjective, but in terms of the studies that we have done, there's, there's not been any demonstration of differences between before and after the circumcision. Obviously, I mean, for us to determine from the caller if there is any other thing to um, need further investigation mm. to, to really ascertain what has really happened, um, but to, to simply attribute it to the procedure, it, it's very highly, highly unlikely, but I think it actually requires um, the caller to get an assessment, yeah. physical assessment, and, and maybe some tests to determine exactly what's causing that. Because there are a lot of causes for, for loss of sleep. Mm-hmm. And, and now, I, I mean, when we talk about uh, still needing 2 million uh, men to be circumcised, do we know where, yeah. where is the target? Uh, where do we find these men? And, uh, and there's also a, a concern that most of these programs, when they target uh, society, uh, they would be targeting uh, black Africans only. Is that fact? Um, no, not quite. Because uh, you may recognize as well that we have, so, in, in terms of medical male circumcision, or not, in terms of circumcision itself, we talked about cultural reasons, but we also have religious reasons for circumcising. We have a, a very significant um, population of Jews in South Africa, and they circumcise us quite a lot of um, um, Muslims as well. They circumcise, and that cuts across all races. Um, and if, you, if you're talking about our program for, for scaling up medical male circumcision or HIV prevention, it's actually, um, it doesn't doesn't, um, as I say, we recognize that South Africa is multicultural, but we target all cultures according to um, what that culture behaves and and what are the cultural expectations as well as religious expectations. But we are not actually targeting a particular culture, a particular race or creed. And and does this um, drive also goes with uh, what we talked about earlier on, Dr. Moyo, about educating about people personalizing the risk of infection um, for, for more people to just, uh, you know, be cautious? So the whole process when uh, one goes through the procedure, there's a lot of pre-procedural um, work that we do. Uh, in educating from both when we meet someone in the community, um, our, we've got communication agents that work in the community to communicate what a medical circumcision is all about. But when one gets to the clinic, they meet with a counselor who speaks sometimes in a group with them and then sits one on one. First of all, to determine your, 
you know, risk in terms of HIV and the way that person behaves to say to 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 explore any um, risk involved in that person and address them. And um, so it's very highly personalized. And also to tell you about how to take care of the wound after circumcising and what to expect afterwards. And also what the realistic expectations in terms of HIV prevention that is not absolute, but it only reduces like wearing a seatbelt and you're driving. It doesn't mean 100% that you'll survive an accident, but it means that mm. if it does happen, you're actually safe. So we actually give those um, examples that actually talk to, to the person. Now, Doctor, perhaps if you can just give us contact details for those who would like to connect uh, to the programs uh, for their own programs in, in communities. Uh, thank you, Priscilla. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send a uh, please call me to 082 808 That number again, 082-808-6152. And learn more about um, our program and how women can benefit and how women can benefit as well interesting yes exactly (laughs) i mean (laughs) we haven't talked about that i think there are a lot of other benefits for the woman including prevention of cervical cancer all right, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, Dr. Kumbulani Moyo, who is a Medical Male Circumcision Project Director at Right to Care, as he explains about uh, the need uh, for 2 million men um, to still be circumcised in South Africa. Here's the news headlines with Utsi Lesaku.